This is the Savvy Investor Radio Podcast with Mike Kinnett, a financial planner and estate planning attorney with a master's degree in taxation, and Ryan Herbert, financial and tax planner and six-time five-star wealth management award winner. Now, the Savvy Investor Podcast. Merrill Edge did a survey and 92% of Americans say that they want to leave a financial legacy for their loved ones, but only 64% of them have an estate plan in place. And when you say estate plan, I guess a lot of people get afraid. Mike, you are an estate planning attorney. So walk us through this. Why is the disconnect? We want to leave something for our families, but yet we don't set up plans for them. I think it's that fact that you have to face your own mortality, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, my brother-in-law, it's a very sad story. My brother-in-law, he's pushing 60 years old and he, for various reasons, like most men, he was afraid to go in to get that colonoscopy. And it turns out that he should have. So the doctors have given him a pretty dim prognosis, right? Mm -hmm. So we're talking with him, and this is what I do for a living. And we've had this conversation with him, and he still has no will in place. He still has no power of attorney in place for financial matters. He has no advanced care directive. He has nothing in place because from his perspective, everything's fine. Everything's going to happen. You know, my wife's name is on everything. It goes to her when I pass away and she's a beneficiary and everything. So I don't need to do anything, which is, I think that's that denial that people go through. And it's not just because he has a major illness, but I think people in general think that, oh, I'm not going to worry about it. It'll take care of itself. It's like long-term care. If I ignore it long enough, it'll just go away or I'll die and it's somebody else's problem. And that into itself creates a huge, huge nightmare. We had a, an experience just recently with another client, Ryan's client. He had a power of attorney and he had some health issues himself. And he gave one of his uh, neighbors, a good friend of his, power of attorney over his affairs. And the neighbor was doing everything appropriately. Everything spot on. Power of attorney was in perfect shape. And because he had never really discussed things with his children, when he died, his daughter was shocked to learn that she wasn't the sole beneficiary of every asset he ever owned. His daughter got a percentage of the estate. And she was pretty upset about the fact that this power of attorney was used to, I kid you not, the power of attorney was used to gift the kids, the grandkids money hmm. at the direction of our client the power of attorney person used the power of attorney to facilitate gifting to his grandchildren. And the daughter, his daughter, was mad, angry about it, wants to just scream and yell at the top of her lungs about the fact that we use this power of attorney. And the point of the story is that people really need to sit down. Not only do they need a financial plan, but they need to have an estate plan as part of that overall financial planning process. And they need to have a conversation with their kids about what they're doing. I mean, the kids are worried about you, just like you worry about your own kids. Mm -hmm. Your kids worry about you as you get older. And that's the problem. I think that's the disconnect people have, is that they are not putting together an estate plan. But I think the second part about the issue of, of where the estate planning goes awry, the whole idea of leaving the legacy is that they're not taking care of themselves first. They're not looking out to make sure that they're doing something for themselves first. Yeah. And you know, the easiest way for someone to ensure that they're going to leave their family a legacy is to make sure that they have that reliable income stream in retirement so that you know that you're never going to outlive your money. You're not relying on the markets up and downs to produce a 4 or 5% rate of return. You have set yourself up. You've created a financial plan. You've created an income stream so that no matter what happens, every single month, regardless of whether the market's up or down, or we have a 2009 where the market's zooming or a 2008 where the market's crashing, you have exactly how much you need 
every single month. The big question that everyone always asks Mike and I when they come into the office is, do I have enough money for retirement? And the number one question I ask them back is, well, how much do you want to have to spend every single month? And once people figure out that number, I need to spend $3,000, $4,000, $10,000 a month, that determines how much you need to have for retirement. And then we set up your retirement plan in a way. We bifurcate the assets so that no matter what happens, you have that income stream, that $3,000, $4,000, $10,000 a month, whatever that number is for you, you have it no matter what happens in the stock market. Everything else we can set aside and that can be the legacy you leave for the kids because you're not relying on that money for income. Mike, let's talk about the big picture here for folks listening and that are hearing this conversation. They think income in retirement, but what you guys are doing is you're setting up income for them while they're still alive in retirement, but also setting up that legacy for their kids in the most tax efficient manner possible. That's really looking at the big picture of retirement planning, which is something that you guys do every day at ProStatus. Well, the amazing thing is, and I've said this before, the amazing thing is that there's so many advisors out there that can tell you, look, if you buy this annuity, it'll create income, or if you buy this preferred stock, it'll create income, or if you make this investment into these types of mutual funds or ETFs or whatever it is, you can have this type of income. But don't talk to me about the estate planning aspects. I can refer you to some attorney, but I can't be involved with it. And not only can I not be involved with the attorney with how they're setting up your estate plan, I can't even tell you what the tax implications of what I am doing are going to be for you or for your heirs. I can't do anything other than this narrow foot. I mean, it's like, the, it's like the horse with the blinders. All they see is what's in front of them. They never get to see the peripheral of what's actually happening in the big world. They only see what's in front of them, which is great because they keep plowing the field. Mm-hmm. But if they actually want to see something charging them from the left or something charging them from the right, something coming in from out of bounds, they need to be able to see more than just what's directly in front of them. And I never understand how anybody can call themselves a financial planner or give proper financial advice if they're not able to sit down and say, look, here's how we're going to create the income. Yes, this is important, but here's how we're going to handle the tax aspects of it. Because you know what? Social security can be taxable or social security can be tax-free. You can have money in IRAs and create your income at full ordinary income tax rates, or you can pay capital gains rates on your income, or you can have tax-free income. But unless you truly understand how to set up the retirement income, you don't understand the taxes, you can't set it up in such a fashion to be tax efficient for me as the recipient. And at the end of the day, not only do I want tax efficiency for me, but I want to know, one, is my income secure, which, yeah, I get that. I want to make sure I never run out of money, which is, I think, the number one thing people mm-hmm. always worry about, am I going to run out of money? Mm-hmm. That's important. I get it. But people also, like you said, this Merrill Edge report, they said 92% of the people want to leave a legacy. Well, advisors don't understand how to leave that legacy in a tax-efficient manner. I mean, think about this. The rules are changing. RMD rules are changing. How our heirs take money out of our IRAs and our annuities, the rules are changing. And unless your advisor is now sitting down with you and saying, hey, look, the rules have changed. We need to look at this from a different perspective. And I've read your estate planning documents. I've read your trust. And the information that is in your trust does not accommodate the information that's in your wills, does not accommodate the new required minimum distribution rules for beneficiaries. The rules have changed. And is your advisor calling you on the phone saying, hey, 
We need to have a conversation. If you've been in for reviews this year, did the advisors say we need to have conversations to accommodate these new changes? And the answer is no, they probably haven't because they don't understand the rules on estate planning and tax planning and how they all interact with financial planning and income planning. And just as important is the tax aspects. We have seven years left to take advantage of these incredible tax rules. As we're talking about taxes, we're halfway through the year here and the IRS says to take a look at your taxes. You guys look at it really all through the year. So how well do you understand the tax code? To find out, we surveyed some listeners and asked if they think that Uncle Sam will tax their Social Security benefits. I hope not. I I don't know. (laughs) I do not think I will have to pay taxes on my Social Security benefits. Hmm. Don't know. I don't believe so, no. So, Mike and Ryan, a lot of people think that they don't. You mentioned this earlier, that our Social Security may very well be taxed in retirement. You know, I would say that when it comes to most of our clients who are receiving Social Security, a lot of them have a pension. Some of them even work in retirement. But most people that come into our office do pay tax on Social Security. Now, you don't pay tax on 100% of it. You pay tax somewhere between 50% to 85% of it. And when it comes to collecting your Social Security and starting your pension and starting to take money from your investments, what you're really looking at there is tax planning. And that's one of the things that that Mike and I love doing for our clients is making sure that when it comes to the income streams that you have in retirement, not only are they safe and secure and reliable, but they are as tax efficient as we can make them so that you are going to pay the least amount of taxes legally possible. And that's truly where tax planning comes into play. You know, if you're not meeting with the person who did your taxes at this time of year to review your withholdings to make sure that you don't have a repeat of the 2018 tax year surprise for a lot of people where your refund was significantly less or all of a sudden you went from owing $1,000 to $5,000, you're working with a tax preparer. If you're not meeting with them throughout the year and reviewing your withholdings and doing projected tax returns, that's mm-hmm. the tax preparer. And Mike and I love affectionately saying that you can really train a monkey to put numbers on a page because that's all a tax preparer is truly doing. The difference between Mike and I and and our team and our staff versus a lot of the other tax shops out there where you'll see somebody out on the side of the road waving a sign, maybe they're wearing the Statue of Liberty outfit, something like that, (laughs) is that we meet with our clients. We're reviewing our clients' pay stubs. We're doing projected tax returns. We're talking with all of our clients right now about Roth conversions. Because of these new RMD rules that are coming down the pipe, Roth conversions are going to be a very crucial tool. And we have the seven-year window now where we can throw a lot more income onto your tax return and not bump you up into the next tax bracket. That's a huge tax savings. Mike, let's talk about those Roth conversions because that's a big deal for folks 59 and a half. Is that a big thing that they need to be taken advantage of? Well, I think so. If you want to be tax efficient now and down the road, and and as Ryan alluded to with the changes to the RMDs, the required minimum distributions, you want it to be as tax efficient possible, not only for yourself, but for the next generation that's going to inherit from you with whatever assets happen to be left over. We had a, a doctor come in recently. It was It was kind of interesting. He had done very well for himself. He had almost a $3 million 
401k with his employer. And he had done very, very well. And his assets were at Fidelity. And there's, you know, Fidelity, he called Fidelity up one day and said, I have this $3 million IRA that I want to roll over. I have the paperwork. I just need to set up an account. So the Fidelity guy said, great, we'll set up an account for you. And he rolled his money over. I mean, his money was in a 401k with Fidelity and he just moved it right into a IRA with Fidelity. It was seamless. It was nice and simple and quick. And the Fidelity guy was very polite and helped them all out. And when he came to see us, he'd come to one of our educational workshops that we do every now and then. And we had talked to him about the whole idea of conversion. And he came in and sat down and talked with us. And when we were reviewing the rollover that he did, we discovered that in his 401k, he had several hundred thousand dollars of after-tax money, meaning that he'd already paid tax on the money that was in his 401k. And when he moved it, instead of segregating it into two accounts, moving the after-tax dollars into a Roth and the rest of the money into a traditional IRA, he moved it all at once. And now, it's because he didn't understand it. He wasn't working with an advisor who understood it because his advisor that he was working with at the time just told him to take his money from the 401k and put it into the IRA at Fidelity and we'll help you take care of it. And that's exactly what he did. And the Fidelity guy didn't ask further questions because the Fidelity guy responded. He had you know these six questions that he was asked. He answered the questions in order. He checked his little box, said, here's the questions that the guy asked me. I'm answering the questions correctly. And it all took place. And so now we are after the fact fixing this problem that he had. And and fortunately for us, he's a doctor. He can go get a job. Mm -hmm. So here's what we did for the guy. We had him go get a part-time job. He's going to moonlight and he's going to work in an emergency room situation, one of those care first type places. He's going to work. He's a 1099 employee. So he's self-employed. We set up a 401k for him. We can take pre-tax dollars from his IRA and move it back to his 401k. But the rules do not allow you to put after-tax dollars. You cannot take after-tax dollars from an IRA and drop it into a 401k. So we are now bifurcating this money back, right? You see what I'm saying, Michael? We are now mm-hmm. segregated this money. We're going to put his all his old 401k money that was pre-tax dollars into this new 401k we set up for him. And he's going to have to have this new 401k for about a year and a half. We're going to have to go a full two tax seasons with it just to let it get through all that straw man that why did you really do this? Is it really for more than just avoiding taxes? The fact is you can do things just to avoid taxes, but we want to make it sure it's nice and clean and tight. We're going to have him work for about six months this year, work for about six months next year. He's going to have this 401k. It'll help avoid RMDs to some extent, but really what it's going to do for him is it's going to allow us to take that money that was after-tax dollars Mm -hmm. that had been co-mingled, that we were stuck with. As soon as we completed this task, we were then able to convert his after-tax dollars into a Roth IRA. It was a couple hundred thousand dollars going forward. That $200,000 and all the growth, all tax-free for him because we were able to do some tax planning and we were able to go beyond just the simple process of, oh, let's just roll it over and allocate it. We'll see you back here next week and you guys get the final word. This is Ryan Herbert. Thanks for listening to the Savvy Investor Radio. And this is Mike Kinnett. We'll see you, the Savvy Investor, next week. Thanks for listening to the Savvy Investor Radio podcast, brought to you by ProStatus Financial. For more info on Mike and Ryan, to schedule a consultation or upcoming workshop and radio showtimes, go to thesavvyinvestortv.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Mike Kinnett and Ryan Herbert are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products. Insurance licensed in Maryland.